Thanks for tuning in to our Clubhouse podcast, where we have candid and open conversations about mental health and anything related to it. Our Clubhouse is located in Richmond, British Columbia, where we support adults recovering from and living with mental illness. You will be hearing from both members and staff, where our thoughts and our opinions are our own. Today, you will be hearing from... We have Janine, our youth program coordinator. We have Stuart. We have Caitlin. We have Kelly. We have our special guest, Mari. So welcome, everyone. (laughs) Hey, for having me. We are very happy to have you back, Mari. Thanks for coming on with us. Can I just say before we start that you have such an excellent uh, radio voice. The way that you did the introduction, I have to applaud you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Cue the laugh track, (laughs) Janine. Well, thank you for that, Mari. Appreciate it. Okay, um, so uh, this episode will be about attachment styles. So attachment styles, anyone would want to try and talk about it, explain it a little bit? Mari, you might be the expert here. Oh God, what is that supposed to mean? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, let's let, let's let any of our lovely friends here, do they know, did you get a sense of what attachment was from the quiz that Andy supposedly sent you? <laughs> supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> um, I'll take a shot at it. Yeah. Uh, this is how I interpret it, actually. It's just kind of how you are as a person and how you've grown. So that's how you kind of, how other people perceive you as. So um, it's kind of who you are. I don't know. That's just kind of how I perceive that. No, 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 for sure. It is an aspect of who you are, for sure. Basically, it affects how you are in your relationships. So how you were brought up, your your uh, relationship with your parents, how that affects your future relationships, whether it be friendships, romantic or anything. Anybody else have anything to add to that? Thanks so much, Kelly. That was great. I was kind of guessing it's like how you react to like how you handle with people and like how you are with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's also very true. Uh, well, from what I know about attachment, attachment is a biologically based need of children and of adolescents um that (laughs) I love like a very academic (laughs) very like dictionary definition of it right now (laughs) the the dictionary defines (laughs) the dictionary defines it and it was conceptualized by John Bowlby I have the book um but yeah it's basically how um you view yourself um and view other people absolutely thank you for that uh Mari thank you for everyone for contributing as well so um if you were able to do the quiz or you already knew, I thought it would be good to maybe go around and talk about what, what results we had to get to know each other a little bit. And <laughs> Janine. <laughs> we're really gonna expose ourselves here. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the point. We're building community, Janine. <laughs> do you wanna go first? <laughs> oh sure, I would love to. <laughs> um, well, I did. I did know what I was before, but I did take the test just for funsies. Um, and they gave me fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant as like exactly split percentage. So no shocker there. Well, at least it was accurate to what you thought. So that's good. All right, uh, Stuart. Well, I ended up getting um, 33% secure. 
Uh, 27% in two other things and like 21 or something in another. A lovely, almost exact mix of everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a very complex person you are, Stuart. We yeah, love it. It was weird because when I got the colors test, I got like every color, like 10 to 12 points each. Yeah. Your personality is just so even for everything, huh? <laughs> You're just an evenly balanced person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about you, Caitlin? Uh, the results were uh, not what I thought they were going to be because oh. uh, I got 54% secure. I thought it would be lower than that. And then I got 23% fearful avoidant. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I don't know. I thought the results would be, I didn't think I'd be that high for secure, 54. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought I would be too, I don't know attached to people or something. I get really open with people, but maybe that's a good thing, being really open. But then again, it's also good to keep think, keep things to yourself sometimes. Have, and then sometimes I think I have too many boundaries. Mm -hmm. So the results, that's not what I thought. Maybe, some questions I feel like I answered wrong after I was like, oh shoot, maybe that was more true than false. <laughs> so. Uh, vice versa so I don't know the results was not what I thought I thought I was more I don't know not that high for secure so I mean that's a nice surprise though yeah, <laughs> yeah it is nice. yeah it's good I like the results <laughs> that's good <laughs> plot twist of the century oh yeah plot twist. <laughs> love that <laughs> what about you Kelly what were you 39% fearful avoidant avoidant Yes. <laughs> I don't like relationships. No, I was kidding. <laughs> Bring it to the party. Let's go. Let's go, Janine. <laughs> Form a club. <laughs> Love that. Were you expecting that at all, Kelly? I was. Okay. <laughs> I was ready for it. So I was like, let's just take it for fun. <laughs> so I did. Wonderful. Mari, bring us home. Round us out. I didn't mention her. Well, she's going to brag about her attachment style to everybody. But um, yeah, I don't think I did the same quiz. But if I remember whatever quiz I did before, um, I had the anxious, oh, anxious attachment style. I can't remember if it was like avoidant or something like that. But definitely the prominent word being anxious attachment. <laughs> definitely, definitely there. As it happens sometimes. That is. Did you end up doing the quiz or you just this is just from what you knew? This is from what I knew. From what you sent knew. Me the quiz. Oh, God. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Call her out. I'm so sorry. I totally guessed and assumed, which isn't good, that you would have done a quiz. But I knew, I knew, you, I mean, you don't, you'd already been talking to us about it. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. And yeah, um, I, the quiz I took was mostly secure. That was physically upset about that. <laughs> visibly upset, Mari. <laughs> Just end the podcast right there. We get it. We're, we're done. You were secure. Mostly secure, she says. Mostly, but there were other other uh, other styles mixed in. I believe there was a little bit of anxious in there as well. Really? Let's hmm. explore that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mari, let's sit down. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You guys are just going to fight this whole time. <laughs> You'd be calling me out throughout the entire podcast. Be like, yeah, um, that's so, no that's so secure of you. <laughs> okay, so what I thought would be interesting is to maybe just 
Um, I'd come up with a couple, not a couple, I came up with like 15 questions. Obviously we're not going to get through them all, but just some ideas for uh, situations that we might be in and how that might affect our behaviors, our thoughts, depending on our attachment style. So I was, I thought it'd be interesting to sort of discuss how we would feel, what we what we would be thinking and yeah, see how that correlates and how much maybe we have in common with that too. So are we good with that? Sure. Yeah. One of the first things I thought of was if you'd been feeling overwhelmed with work or school or both, um, and you've had a lot of trouble being able to take care of yourself, the house, your place, whatever, what would you do in that situation? And, and it can be out of order. Like, no, anyone who wants to say something can say something. So like, who would you talk to? Would you talk to anyone? What would you do? I find like taking a moment to like meditate or like take 10 breaths or like listen to a song and just relax and do something to clear your mind, then do it helps. But I find when you're in that mood, it's not always good to like force yourself to do something. Mm -hmm. So if you could like get to a point where you're just like at a relaxed state, it's more easier to do it. That is fair. To sort of just like help you de-stress and take sort of hold of the situation kind of thing. Kind of, but just get out of like a panic state, for example, and like, like lower your mind state from like a panic to like a more calm, like instead of like going from like agitated to like fight or flight, like get it like a moment of like personal time, like to try and like forget what people think about you and just like do what's best for yourself. Yeah, that's really good. It's a really good uh, coping mechanism to have for sure when you're overwhelmed. Thanks, Stuart. Anybody yep. else? Uh, for me, I either talk to my boyfriend, which helps tell him how I feel, or phone my mom up as well when I'm in a panic. But in, if I'm in the middle, like, and it's something's actually happening, I talk, it depends who is with me. If I'm out in public alone, my first go-to would be text my boyfriend or I guess text my mom. Mm -hmm. But sometimes she's not available so my boyfriend's like go to because I always know what he's up to either he's at home or I just know what he's doing his schedule so I just text him I was like hey I'm freaking out mm -hmm. and he tells me just just calm down you're fine and he always he said he's always available to chat on the phone even if he's middle of something at home he's willing to stop everything and talk to me mm -hmm. so that really helps my mom before I was with him my mom was always my go-to to talk to so she's always she said she's always available to talk to on the phone when I'm not when she's especially because of COVID right now she's always said oh, just let me know when you want to chat on the phone but just a chat doesn't always have to be when you're panicking or freaking out um just when you just want to chat so I love having my mom always available to talk if I can't talk to my boyfriend, but sometimes it's good to talk to more than one person, which really calms me down. Yeah. yeah. No, that's amazing to have, you know, people that you have as a constant in your life, if you know that you're in turmoil. Mm -hmm. That's great to have. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say something different from Stuart. I'm actually like the opposite. Mm -hmm. I freak out. And then like, I, like I, I have a point where it's like, I overanalyze everything and then I start to panic and then I can't breathe and then I'm like what do I do now and then I start doing everything all at once but then I'm like wait this is stressing me out some more so then I just 
I just leave what I'm doing, pick one thing and then do that. So it's like, I make my stress, I make myself stressed out at first. And then at the end, I'm like, what are you doing, girl? Like, none of this makes sense. So then I put myself into, I keep myself grounded. And then I'm like, okay, so this is what you were supposed to do from the start. But it's okay, you're starting now. It's new start, new start. So it's kind of all over the place, but eventually I get to the point where I need to be in the beginning. So that's really impressive to be able to rationalize and to prioritize in the middle of such an overwhelmed state, though. That's pretty impressive. I, I like what she said, too, because it reminds me of being in a kitchen when you get like 30 bills or something and you just have to like do it. Mm -hmm. Is prioritize or... But yeah, like prioritize and like yeah. have to organize and like oh, yeah. take like a moment to just do it and like calm down or whatever and just go for it. Yeah, I guess that helps having, um, you know, working in a kitchen kind of helps you multitask and figure out, all right, this is what I need to do. I'm going to do this first because it's a, it's important and then I'll get to these things. That's really cool. And I guess, Kelly, you also have experience working in a kitchen before you said, right? So I do. Yeah. So being at work that has definitely helped me because that is that is literally my job to be organized yeah. and to do many things but when I'm at home I like think about that I'm like what's the difference between being at home and being at work nothing much I just need to do the same thing and keep myself organized so yeah that's yeah awesome that's actually that's a really good uh, strategy as well for sure about uh, Janine or Mari um, I mean, mine is probably not as co coherent as your other thoughts, but like, when, I know when I'm getting like stressed out or freaked out, like I very on brand, I just like shut down and I just like don't want to think about it. And it usually ends up with me just like doom scrolling on my phone for a while, like panicking, being like, I have so much work to do and I'm doing none of it. <laughs> I absolutely love the verb doom scrolling. Uh, doom scrolling. I think that should be a more commonly used word. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's definitely a vibe though. Like you feel the doom while you're scrolling. <laughs> What's doom scrolling? <laughs> doom scrolling is kind of like, I guess you're going through social media, but you have like this overwhelming feeling of stress and anxiety behind it. Is that right, Janine? Yeah, pretty much. It's like when you're, you're scrolling as a way of procrastinating all the things that you should be doing and you're but just, everything is the, yeah. in the back of your head still so you're like yeah. trying to relax but you're like no <laughs> very not relaxed <laughs> yes that sounds like it'd be quite fun with some coffee <laughs> sometimes it's good to just like have the caffeine going through you while you're doing all the scrolling <laughs> very healthy definitely <laughs> increase the anxiety i was about to say that it really does oh yeah <laughs> love that I'm glad I'm not alone on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Oh, and then I just realized sometimes when I'm overwhelmed, I have a lot of things to do. I, I, lost, I also like to make lists of things I need to do, what's more mm -hmm. important, or what things can wait. So what is due now? Is this mm -hmm. something I need to finish now? Or is this some, what are the things that need to be done right now? What's my priority? Absolutely. Okay, I got to do this. I got to pay this bill. That's the most important. And then, okay, I got to do this, but that can wait that's not as important so yeah that that's really helps for sure yeah lists are my savior as well so I feel you thanks for that Caitlin yeah Mari what about you so I guess when I feel overwhelmed um 
generally like my first sort of instinct is to like reach out to somebody and be like oh my god like I'm I I need somebody to talk to but then that sort of anxiety comes in and then it starts telling me like oh you're just gonna waste their time you really don't need them to talk to you um you're just gonna um detract from whatever they're doing they don't they don't need to hear it so I guess sort of what happens is that I don't end up talking to them I end up resenting them and then um I feel I find other ways to sort of overcome that mm-hmm. um whatever is overwhelming me so like just like Caitlin said like definitely trying to step back re sort of reflect on what is it that I need to do um and then shift my priorities in whatever which way um, without having to rely on other people mm-hmm. so it's like that inter- that internal struggle at the beginning you're like I need it but no mm-hmm. classic anxiety <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah 100 I actually for me that uh there that does mix in with with that as well like I know for me I typically will try to reach out to people and it does help but then I feel like if especially if it's something that I've you know, that happens a lot. Like if I feel like I'm becoming really overwhelmed with back then, like work, let's say. And if I feel like if I'm talking to them about the same thing, I feel really bad about it. So I don't want to talk to them about it anymore, make them feel overwhelmed about it for me. So then I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I don't want to make them have to deal with it. So I figured out myself or I deal with the stress in other ways. Like, like Caitlin yeah. mentioned with lists and stuff like that. That really, like I have so many lists so many but they're so good it helps (laughs) it also depends on the people that you're supposed to turn to I I find like in my friend group I'm also the one who ends up trying to walk people other uh, my other friends through their problems or if they Mm -hmm. feel like they need emotional support they turn to me so then when it comes for my turn to get the emotional support sometimes the advice that they're giving isn't exactly what I'm looking for they're just very matter of fact and they're not as understanding or they don't sort of yeah they're not as empathic as say I would be for them yeah that makes total sense I I totally feel you with that it's like I could do it better I'm just gonna do it myself (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) that independence (laughs) strong independent person (laughs) that's a vibe though it is. Yeah, I think that is entirely too uh, understandable. But independence uh, to my detriment, I think. <laughs> that's so. <laughs> I love that description. Absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I think for me, um, it is a mixture uh, of what Mari has said and what Caitlin has said because I typically will turn exactly to my mom or my boyfriend. But then if I feel like it's the same thing over and over, then I'm like, no, no, no. That's too much of a burden on them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to deal with it myself. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. This next question is a bit more straightforward. Again, if you don't really feel comfortable answering these questions, like you don't have to, you can always just say, I'll pass this one. This question, it's just, do you find it hard to trust people? How do you feel about trusting people? Like to to be able to open up and be more vulnerable with them on Stuart's face right now. Yeah, I know, I was like, <laughs> Thank you, Janine, that is well pointed <laughs> out. <laughs> I, I don't know, I feel like trust is like a tricky thing because like I feel it's good to have like trust with people 
and like if you're too untrustful it could lead to paranoia and that but i feel like trust needs to be like earned and built and like there needs to be reciprocal like i know for me just like because of my past i've had a hard time trusting people and it's not like healthy but i've always felt like it goes both ways and like that's an important thing in a relationship absolutely absolutely trust is incredibly important in any kind of relationship and once you lose it with someone like it's it's really hard to gain it back yeah i've been kind of like like i don't know if i may like share an experience absolutely i've had like bad experiences where people where i just feel like taken advantage of and stuff Mm -hmm. and like it seems like you're like i i've talked to somebody about this and like it feels like you put in more effort sometimes and like it's not going both ways Mm -hmm. so kind of like maybe like jaded my like ability to trust people easily but I think it's like a good thing and feel it's like beneficial to have trust in people you get along with. Absolutely, for sure. Past experiences can definitely affect how you view your future experiences or even anything, you know, in present or future relationships. Makes you a little mm-hmm. bit more weary, not necessarily completely untrusting, but a little bit more weary of fully opening up, right? Yeah, I like that word weary. That's like a good way to put it, just kind of like weary of people easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's totally fair. I mean, that's definitely valid feeling. It can happen after you've been, you know, not to be super dramatic, but betrayed by someone, yeah. right? Emotionally, or I would hope not physically, but. It makes it sound like a duel when you say. That's what physically. I was thinking. I was thinking of a stabbing, but like. Well, I, um, I was thinking like medieval stabbing. <laughs> I, I almost got stabbed, actually. I, I, uh, I, I my like mistrust is from like getting attacked a couple of years ago and like getting a brain injury. So oh my I, god! Kind of like like kind of like made me a bit more skittish sometimes. That that's understandable for sure. I feel like I would be the same. <laughs> I'm glad that you weren't. And I'm glad you're with us here <laughs> to be able to just share that experience without having have without having lived it. Yeah. What about uh, Kelly or Caitlin? Uh, how do you feel about trust? Uh, I think I trust too much. You know, I don't know. I find when I was a teenager and growing up, I was the opposite. I didn't trust anyone besides my family. But mm-hmm. now I find that. I mean, trying to get better because I, I don't know when I started getting diagnosed and getting help, I find that I got open too much and trust people too much. And the last few years, I'm trying to not be too trusting because some people can take advantage of that and it's not good. So I'm trying to like, okay, step back a bit. Don't trust just anyone. Mm-hmm. Just trust some people. Don't open up too much because I tend to do that. I, I regret after I was like, why am I open too much? And I don't why I'm so trusting in some people because it can lead I don't know people can take advantage and that's not good that could be dangerous so yeah (laughs) so you're trying to find that middle ground yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure that makes total sense thanks for sharing that Caitlin I'm a little bit in the middle like I really agree with Stuart and Caitlin's point where uh I could be either too open or I could either not trust people at all um and then with Stuart's point where people I know or people I trust don't really reciprocate back to me so it's like 
do I tell you what I want to tell you and will you keep that or will you just let it leave your head and then maybe tell someone else unmindedly or something so I'm just kind of I don't know I'm just like thinking about that I think about that every day actually um I always tend to regret things because I just it's not like I don't use my brain before I use like I do something but I kind of do that okay. so um to tie it back all together I do open up too much so I guess to uh, I open up too much to the people who probably don't really need that information uh-huh. so I guess um I don't know how I would explain I don't know how I'd uh call myself but I I'm kind of in the middle but then I'm kind of like choosy about it yeah and that's probably a really good thing to to be right is to be a little bit more aware of who you're putting your full trust in so just again kind of like Caitlin was saying just finding that middle ground about you know, not, not, not just like exposing absolutely everything to the people that you're not entirely comfortable with yet. Yeah. And that's fair. That's totally, that, that is probably a, <laughs> a little bit, you know, yeah. a good thing to be doing, not to be, you know, exposing yourself too much in that yeah. way, potentially hurt. I've always said it's okay to like take time getting to know, know somebody because then you'll build more trust and like you don't need to always rush into it. Absolutely. Janine? <laughs> um, I feel like I'm probably more like Stuart in this case, where it's like, I don't really trust people that easily. And it takes a while for me to like feel that with someone. Um, because like over the years, I've kind of just like had this mentality where it's like, I'm just waiting for people to betray my trust. So I kind of preemptively don't trust them, even though they haven't done anything, you know? I'm very aware of it um, <laughs> and I know it's not great but it's a, it's a process. <laughs> it's a learning curve you're doing good. <laughs> Acceptance is the first step. <laughs> oh joy. <laughs> I'm just now I'm just consciously aware of when I'm ruining things. I'm like ah, I know I know why I'm doing this but I will still do it. <laughs> I'm aware of it. I'm not going to stop it, but I don't know why. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, at least, I mean, I think that is actually a really important part of it. It's just at least understanding why, even if you're not able to stop it, just knowing like, hey, okay, I'm, I'm recognizing this. That's that's still a really important part. So good for you. It's easier to explain things to people too, when you at least know, you'd be like, hey, listen, this is just what's happening in my brain right now. Just accept <laughs> it. <laughs> just go with it. It's not your we will handle this. <laughs> It's just you, it's it's me, me, not you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my life. <laughs> Very proud for your acknowledgement. What about you, Mari? How do you feel about that? About trust, what not trust? what you mean said. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what trust is. No. Um, uh, for me, I guess, I guess I can definitely speak on sort of that learning aspect when it comes to trust and relationships because, um, you know, for me, it, it was really hard to make and also keep friends so you know going to different schools like you know the end of grade seven everyone's like oh my god we'll still be friends until high school and then we don't and then we, we totally lose our friendships same thing happens by the time you hit grade 12 like oh my god I can't wait to be to like get to know you more and like be friends with you after grade 12 lost mm-hmm. contact with everybody after high school mm-hmm. um and so with my university friends that's really where I was tested a lot in terms of like 
how can I trust people to like be friends for longer than our like expiry date or graduation date? I call it the expiry date of our friendship. Um, it often is. <laughs> it often is. But um, yeah, my friend, my friend group really surprised me this time around because we're still friends. And even though we don't often get to see each other because of, of COVID, um, you know, we, we still get to talk and nothing has really changed. But it definitely was sort of a learning period where how do I not take my experiences from elementary school and high school and apply that to the people that I'm just meeting and um, how do I make sure that my anxiety about like um, my relationships affect our friendship because yeah abandonment issues um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah how do I like not um, apply that to the friendships because there were definitely moments in in our conversations with friends and I was like oh yeah I you know I I felt like I was abandoned and I don't want to be abandoned by you. Like that's an awkward conversation as it is. So, yeah. but I mean, it's okay now. <laughs> well, I'm glad nice disclaimer at the end. There. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay now guys. I'm not, I turned off my camera not because I'm crying, but <laughs> yeah. So basically just trying to not let your past experiences fully color your future. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. I know for me, I'm actually quite similar to Caitlin as well in the sense that I think I, for the most part, pretty much trust people um, until like, I'm kind of like the, I will trust you till you give me a reason not to. I feel like I'm more like that as opposed to, I won't trust you until you give me a reason to trust you, which it can be nice. However, yeah, I've definitely been in situations where I've definitely felt a little blindsided because I trusted people and and I was let down and hurt. So, but weirdly enough, I find that I actually haven't, I still kind of, you know, I'm still pretty open with people regardless, even after I've had my experiences, not so great. So I don't know. I don't know what that uh, really says about me. Maybe I'm just naturally overly open. I don't know. <laughs> no, this is when you say, I'm just so well adjusted. I can be both. <laughs> Yeah, um. I, mean, I think your security is showing. Like, <laughs> we get it. You're like, you're like, even we, though I have experiences, I'm still able to trust you. <laughs> I empathize, but I can't relate to your experience. <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate to you all. No, I'm just kidding. But um, it's still kind of a bad thing in a way, though, because again, like, I end up being overly trusting. I think I'm learning a little bit more to balance it out, but. Yeah, that's always been kind of who I was. It's just like, I'll trust you till you give me a reason not to. That's what I have to say. That's supposed to be. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I guess it's like the whole innocent till proven guilty kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just kind of like, I guess, like without meaning to sound too entirely cheesy. Um, I've talked to my mom about this too, because we're quite similar. Like we've both had experiences like that. And yet we still find that we trust people quite wholeheartedly. Um, but I guess like she says that your heart was meant to be used so and it will be fixed kind of thing like you're meant to to have like it, it, you're meant to give right sort of thing does that make sense yeah so that's kind of like how I, I, hesitated. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hesitated yeah I saw your face you're like uh what <laughs> like, don't use my heart don't just use my heart like you know work with it a little bit form it up a little bit <laughs> It's not meant to be used. <laughs> Just use it. That's it. Give back. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how I guess I've grown up. So I guess that's where that came from. But 
Okay, this one I've always found really interesting. This is something I'm still trying to learn to do. So in the situation where either it's if you're in a relationship, if you let's say you are, and your partner appears <laughs> and your partner appears frustrated and angry and you're not sure what it is, what were what 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 would you think and what would you do? Well, I'm not in a relationship, so I, I can't really apply to this. <laughs> You're not exempt from this, Mari. I said, if you were. I think for me, my impulse, I always think it's something because I did something. But sometimes I always ask my boyfriend, like, what happened? What's wrong? He, he says, it's not you. He gets a little annoyed when I ask him, but because I just do it because I, uh, I care. But he knows that. And then he says, I thought you don't worry. It's just something else. I was like, okay. And then eventually tells me later on when, what was the issue. He just has to deal with it. It's his own issue. So, an own problem, his own problem. So, but my impulse is like, oh, he looks upset. So, it's, I got, I just tried me. I did something, but it's not always the case. Something going on with him. I was like, okay. It's not, when he says it's not me, I was like, okay, good. But I still feel like I got to do something to make him happy. I always try to do it. And he said, just leave me alone. I need my space. Like, okay. Because I'm the opposite. When I'm upset, I need, I want someone to hug me or like comfort me immediately. But I always forget my boyfriend's completely different. He doesn't want me to hug him and touch him, make sure he's okay and do stuff. And I was like, no, just leave me alone. Give my space. It's like, okay. I'm so, I'm learning not to do that and then wait. And then he'll let me know exactly what happened. And I was like, okay. So it wasn't me and I got to learn to just give him space. <laughs> yeah. That is scarily similar to exactly who I am. <laughs> That's why I was saying earlier that it's something I'm trying to learn as well to unlearn to think that if he's mad, it's not necessarily because of me because then my immediate reaction is, did I do something? Was it me? Yeah. <laughs> and I try and look, I try and I always, you know, ask like, is there what happened is it something I did kind of thing yeah but I want to I say something and yeah hit his feelings I have done that and I'm like oh what did I'm so sorry yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm but he does say to me I apologize way too much mm-hmm. um I gotta learn not to do that I was like you don't don't even apologize Caitlin like, don't say sorry it's like okay I won't I won't apologize I'll take it back because I am so bad at saying I'm sorry I'm sorry for every little thing I gotta <laughs> fix that <laughs> But you know what? It does sound like you have really good communication with him. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds yeah. like you, you understand what he needs and he understands what you need. And that's really important. So yeah. good for you guys. Yeah. Sometimes it's not always like we're not perfect all the time. <laughs> it's yeah. still, you're human. Like yeah. what do you expect? But it's, it's striving for good communication. So that's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's lovely. All right. Anybody want to go next? I mean, I'm the opposite. <laughs> And I know this because this has come up with some of my exes, where it's like, if I sense something is off with them, I have the mentality of like, oh, okay, so they're, I, I jump to the extreme, so like, okay, they're going to leave me. So then I say, well, I'm going to preemptively leave them first so that they can't hurt me. Mm-hmm. And then I just totally check out. And then they're like, what, what happened? And I'm just like, you were mad. And he's like, not at you. <laughs> I'm like, too late. <laughs> too late. <laughs> So late. I've, I've gone through the five stages of grief it's over <laughs> so you're just protecting yourself essentially like it's like I'm not even going to deal with this walls up yeah <laughs> we just say see you later 
that yeah that's I've definitely heard that as well like it's it's a about me no <laughs> I've heard you do that <laughs> uh, I was like have I said this before <laughs> I don't think so actually but it does it does make sense it's a self-preservation technique right like you don't want to be hurt so you're gonna block out the hurt before it comes to you right it makes sense so so psychological was it actually <laughs> proactive <laughs> it sounds to me like you're trying to build up some wall um <laughs> diagnose uh, me mari let's go <laughs> Um, yeah, let me, I can just jump in because I'm the opposite of Janine and I'm kind of like extending a little bit on Caitlin because I feel like I, cat- I catastrophize, catastrophize, catastrophize more mm-hmm. than Caitlin would because like I immediately jumped to the conclusion that it's something that I did, but then I'm really persistent about needing to know like if it would, that it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So like inevitably, the more that I check in and the more that I run the idea that it's about me that I ruminate on it oh my god it's something that I did and then they get frustrated with me for checking in too much and then so then it self self-fulfilling prophecy it was about me because I checked in too much <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so like it might have not been about you but then it, it turned into me it turned, it, okay. it turned into you oh no <laughs> I, I can, yeah, like. that has happened to me before. I bug Chris too much, my boyfriend, and he's like, "Oh no, it's not you, it's not you," and he gets annoyed with me, and <laughs> because I was bugging him a bit too much, trying to comfort him, he's like, "Just leave me alone." <laughs> it wasn't you originally. It was it wasn't you originally. <laughs> yeah, that would hurt. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, and it, it's that wanting reassurance, and they're not because they're not ready to tell you what it was. But you're like, but I just need to know, is it me? Just tell me that one thing. <laughs> exactly. But they don't, because they're not ready to talk about it. And I like to fix things immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you guys, uh, Kelly and Stuart? Um, for me personally, I'm not, <laughs> I suck at communication. So even if I know someone could be mad at me, like for sure, or if I would, if I were to assume that someone was mad at me I would just kind of not acknowledge it like and confront them about it I'd kind of do it from a distance and like kind of what like Caitlin said or what Mari said I'd like scoop around and see if it was about me I'd like ask other people like hey is this about me like how can I fix this and stuff like that um but not directly not directly and I that's what I kind of dislike It's not kind of, I really dislike that about myself because it's like, why do I have to go through those extra steps when I could just go directly to that person? And there's like specific people that that I do it to, but then because it's becoming who I am, I do it to other people too. Mm. And it's like, why, like, why do I do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. I don't know how to explain it, but it's, there's like the first group of people who I started doing it to. And then if there's like a new group of people who I would probably run into and then that situation would happen with like, hey, if you're mad at me, I kind of don't want to talk to you about it and confront you about it. So I'll probably just stay at the back, but then I want to know about it. But then, um, and then stuff like happens like that. I just kind of get flustered. So then I like stay in the background 
but um I think I'm going a little off track but uh (laughs) I have such a toxic personality (laughs) not gonna lie not gonna lie um relatable because not to be lying to you guys or anything but uh yeah with communication I don't I can't get the information that I need so I'm like snooping around all the time and if that like one person doesn't want to come to me and talk to me about what's happening like vice versa or whatever and then they start acting a certain way like they start being passive aggressive or they start you know just being really obvious that they're angry I would do the same back girl why would you do that but no I'm I do the same thing I don't know oh I'm very well aware of it but it's just kind of I don't know that's like my way of communicating like oh I know you're mad but then I'm mad because you're mad yeah yeah, I just waste all my time being angry and then it's like girl that person wasn't even mad at you (laughs) so I had to go through all of that just because I cannot communicate but communication is hard communication is hard that's why why I'm a fearful avoidance (laughs) let's go (laughs) so more of the story I cannot talk for the my uh, I cannot I cannot (laughs) period period I don't need anything else that's all I need to say girl (laughs) but I'm very well aware and I'm really trying my best to communicate Mm -hmm. like we're like because my life depends on it but (laughs) I'm already reaching my adult stage and I'm still like this so girl see you on the other side I've met adults who can't communicate. You're, you still have a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got an entire lifetime and you're already aware of it. So many adults, like actual like 50 year olds or, or older, are not even don't even want to be aware. Yeah. So it is a process. It's mm-hmm. a process. No judgment. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to my life. <laughs> Thank you for letting us in. <laughs> We'd love to be here. <laughs> we love you. to see it. <laughs> What about you, Stuart? Did you have anything to add? I um, I have like a hard time. I've, I'm like kind of the opposite of her. I have like a very hard time explaining myself. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll, I'll just like, if somebody's like, like say it's not a girlfriend, it's just like a friend. If there's like an issue, I'll like politely confront them on it. And like, I need communication in like a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just think like, I feel like communicating, being able to talk to each other is like important in any relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you kind of like communicate together, it makes it harder. So for me, I'll just kind of like, like if somebody of my friend or somebody is like has an issue, I'll just kind of like try and be there for them and help them. But sometimes it's not always the best thing to do. Yeah, it's, I mean, it really, each person's an individual, right? Like it, totally depends like for example like Caitlin was saying earlier what she needs during conflict is very different than what Chris needs and it's just about understanding what each person needs yeah yeah and that's in that part again also is a learning process you get to know the person then you know okay I realize that after if we're having an argument 
or right before having an argument, they need to go and take a break, even though I want to figure this out right now, because I don't like being upset, which is exactly my situation, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely a, let's fix it now before, because what's the point in being upset for longer? My boyfriend is not that. He needs time to be able to formulate what he needs to say and stuff, which is probably a smarter way to go about it, to be honest. I wish I was more like that, but it's I, um... learning. I feel, I kind of like what Janine said about trust, because, like, I feel like if you have that issue, like, if you find somebody that'll put up with all that problem, like, you found the right person. <laughs> it is a really good litmus test. <laughs> Can you put up with this? <laughs> in, 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 like, but it is finding someone that understands that that is something you're working through that you want to work through it, but it's really hard because that's how you grew up. It's not necessarily a permanent aspect of who you are, but it is something that you're learning to deal with. And finding someone who's understanding is very important. That they'll still accept you and love you for that. Yeah, I, I just- Sorry's face. <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, what you said about your boyfriend, Andy, um, <laughs> like he needs to take time to figure out what he wants to say i'm like that sometimes actually most of the time i'm bad at like trying to get the words right doing mm -hmm. an argument it's like i can't express how i feel but eventually i will but at the same time i want comfort <laughs> just hug me but then my boyfriend's like don't touch me <laughs> so right now he's just yeah when he's angry or annoyed about something he needs to needs need space and i'm the i don't know the opposite but then i also need to figure out what i want to say mm -hmm. say it right so Maybe. Maybe it's just like, hug me, but don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Quiet hug. <laughs> Quiet hug, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. Like a reassurance hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we can try one more question and sure. we can end it off there. But so far, I'm just so happy to see how much engagement we have uh, and just seeing all the different answers. I'm so, so happy about this. It's very, very cool. And for everyone to be as open as they are, I really appreciate it too, because I know it's not necessarily the easiest thing. Mm -hmm. So thank you. <laughs> there should be a question like, what, how different would your life be if you were secure? <laughs> <laughs> Another attack. <laughs> Don't use that question. Look for a question. Look for a question. <laughs> okay, so this is actually kind of about conflict as well, but the other way. So instead of them being annoyed at you what if you're annoyed at them how would you bring up the situation what would you do and it, this could be friend or partner whatever anything kelly you kind of already mentioned it but um i do you know if you want to say more about it that's actually that's great as well so basically um, if they were saying something or did something that was like frustrating you or annoying you how would you if you were, how would you go about it if you were to same thing <laughs> toxic, toxic yeah but, uh yeah i i just <laughs> i would ignore them until i would find the words that i needed to say i it's so bad it's so bad but it's, it's different with people like is it I, different with like people that you're closer to like would you react differently with them than with just like friends like very close friends versus just friends like is there a difference or is it still kind of the same it's different. It's different. How is it different? Because with the friends, 
I don't like for example like I would say my cousin is like my best friend Mm -hmm. and then I have another best friend but then when it's like an acquaintance or someone I don't usually have deep conversations with or I don't usually have fights with I would I guess I would kind of let them know like hey I don't really like what you did or I wouldn't even mention it I I wouldn't even ignore them either I just kind of be there but then kind of lose my the vibe if that kind of makes sense like it was good but then if something happens I would kind of feel distant Mm -hmm. overall toxic period (laughs) but uh like with like close people ignore find out what I need to say Mm -hmm. talk to them about it Mm -hmm. and then eventually I'll be like honestly like and then I'd acknowledge it like hey I know I wasn't really supposed to do that from the beginning but I did it I promise I won't do it again and then like I explain my side but it's a cycle every time it happens so that's just something I know I need to work on but it's just it just happens all the time and oh it's like manipulation I'm learning I'm learning you're learning that's the important part no judgment okay yeah we're proud we're proud that you're that you're learning it's a start thank you oh my god I mean if it makes you feel better I'm very much similar (laughs) (laughs) I would like to say that it's not often because I don't really fight with my friends in general but this has happened with like ex-best friends where like I'll they'll be sus and then I'll I'll be like I'll pull back and I'll be like really passive aggressive at the same time that I'm like gathering evidence yeah and then I'll just like drop it on them like out of nowhere and I'm like oh this is terrible but like it's so satisfying I'm sorry kind of thing it just jumps out I just have to be toxic <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I wouldn't want you mad at me, but it seems like it'd be entertaining too. It definitely is a wild ride. <laughs> like, okay, I can get you some testimonials. I'm sure they enjoyed it as much as I did, right? <laughs> I did ask you, like, how did you feel <laughs> about when when I just demolished you in our fight? <laughs> I should just like make a how Google survey. <laughs> how much pain did you feel? <laughs> and now's the moment in the so... podcast where we introduce our guest caller. <laughs> Surprise! Hello. Let's rehash all these issues. How much against Janine? Very <laughs> amazing. So yes, I am Kelly. I'm right there with you. We're gonna figure it out. <laughs> Thank you. How about you, Stuart? How do you? You said you said before that you kind of typically will want to talk to them about it figure it out right what was the question again if something that either your partner or your friend or something had done and it was really bugging you it really knows you it hurt you how would you go about it it really depends like how they deal with her right like if they take responsibility and are showing me that they're trying not to do something rude or like aggressive or just being like cocky or something I don't, like, I'll give them a chance, you know, and, like, take it as a learning lesson, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of like the three-strike rule where it's, like, you know, if you, like, keep, like, screwing me around and it's on purpose and you're just playing games with me, like, I'm done, I won't even 
like give you a chance i'll just stop right there because i believe like you shouldn't let like people take advantage of you or like kind of like if somebody's gonna keep hurting you it's not worth your time i feel uh, I'll usually like if once somebody starts getting like abusive with me or something, I'm I'm done with it. You you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt for a bit. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, like this has gone far enough. That's it. I'm I'm done. Yeah, and I'm not like asking somebody to like change who they are overnight. I just like like for example, if like we're going to eat and you're being like really loud and rude and like talking bad about the server in front of them. Like, I'll politely ask you not to do that. But, like, you know, if you keep doing that, I'm not trying to be controlling or anything. I just believe in, like, common courtesy and stuff. Well, yeah, absolutely. And you have, like, you know, you'll have lower tolerance for things like that. And that's totally understandable because I'm sure most people would be the same. Yeah. So you'd be a little bit more like, hey, you'd, you'd call them, you'd be more comfortable calling them out more. Yeah. in something like that because you're this is something that's important to you i think my big problem though is i give too many chances mm. and i'll kind of like like i'm very generous and like caring and like i just kind of like sometimes need to learn to like take care of myself first before others and like not always like put myself through so much stuff yeah, no, that makes that makes total sense. It's again, everything here is just a learning process. That's what that's the common that's the common theme here, isn't it? Well, I wow. think the only person that wasn't able to answer was just Caitlin for this last one, and I think we might end it off thereafter. What was the question? <laughs> it was just um, I think you kind of answered it before, anyways, when we were talking about it. But if let's say Chris was doing something that really bugged you, how would you go about it? Um, I think I would just confront him. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with my family and friends. Uh, oh, just being like family. Usually with family and my boyfriend, I, I confront them. But with, sometimes with friends, I keep it inside. I was like, that's probably not a big issue. I just ignore it. But with my boyfriend, it's different because I live with him. I see him a lot. Same as my family. Well, I used to live with my family now anymore. But when I, and I still have, if I did have, if I was spending time with them and late, I realized, oh, my brothers were kind of mean to me. But because my brothers are like, we've been always so close since I was little. And for any reason, I always tell them like, hey, that you hurt my feelings. They're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. That was, that was mean what you said. Like, but same as my mom, my dad, I just, I confront them. So, so. you're just open about it. You're just like, hey, this, this hurt when yeah. you did this or said this, and then it just is over yeah and that's impressive yeah usually yeah i just confront my family about it so <laughs> it <usually laughs> helps <laughs> that's fair i mean get the feelings out in the open right rather than you know not letting not telling them yeah pretty healthy way of dealing with that helps to to get it out of there <laughs> but it's sometimes it's hard to figure out what i do in my head is like is that really important is that gonna bug me a lot or is that just something s small but I feel like in a romantic relationship, you kind of have to mention every little thing because then it ends up being a big thing. Yeah. So I try to say everything mm -hmm. or mention everything that's been bugging me, that he hurt my feelings or he said something yeah. or did something. I try to be open as much as possible. Yeah, no, and that's, that's a good thing to be for sure. Mm -hmm. I know for me, I was told once, I think at the beginning of my relationship, if there's something that's bugged you, and I think this kind of applies to any kind of relationship, but... Just kind of, if there's something that bugs you, the best thing to do before mentioning it is sleep on it. And if in the, if the next day it still bugs you and you still think about it and it hurts you, 
then you know it's time to mention it. Mm-hmm. If not, then if it doesn't bug you and you're like, eh, no, nah, it doesn't really bug me, then it, then you know it's like it's not really worth it to mention. Because if if you if you already, you know, kind of spent some time with it and you're like, yeah, that's not really worth it. So I've been trying to implement that as well. Mm-hmm. I always try to avoid conflict as much as possible, but sometimes yeah. things just happen. I'm like, well, yeah, sometimes things you will just end up having to have a discussion, an argument. It happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it depends on it's not even like your fault necessarily. It's just the way, like Stuart was saying, it's the way that they'll take it. Yeah. You don't know. Sometimes they won't actually take it properly, or let's say properly, but like they won't take it in the way that you're expecting them to, as like maybe more constructive or something. And then you kind of have to have a discussion. All right. Well, I guess what we can end off the uh that portion of the podcast or the podcast in general here so again you gotta give us an outro let's go i will i will don't you worry (laughs) i will figure it out but again i just wanted to say again thank you so much for joining the three of you it is so so lovely to get to know you more um and just hear your thoughts and your your ideas and everything about that so i really really appreciate that janine and i are both very very happy that you were able to join us I like hearing the different views everybody has tonight, so it's really interesting, and thank you for sharing, everyone. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, no, thank you all. Thank you, Stuart, for saying that, and thank you all for being so open and honest. You know, I know, like I said, it's not an easy thing always, but, you know, very much appreciated, and, you know, we're getting to know each other a little bit more. The podcast won't pick up my finger guns, but I'm doing them. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's been great hearing everyone, seeing Caitlin and Stuart and meeting you, Kelly. So yeah, thanks, Andy and Janine, for having me. Of course, anytime. Thanks for joining us, Mari. We really appreciated all your input. And we miss seeing your face. To all our listeners out there, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) We'll uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.